This is Ready to Real Estate, a TREB podcast. Each month, we interview experts in the field, discuss the data, and explore all facets of the housing market. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned real estate professional, you will benefit from our insightful conversations and gain property intelligence as we discover more about the key issues shaping our industry. Now here's our host, Jason Mercer. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Mercer, TREB's Chief Market Analyst and the host of TREB's Ready to Real Estate podcast. We're excited to be recording an episode at RealtorQuest, Canada's largest real estate conference and trade show. Joining me is a guest who believes that good mental health doesn't just happen, but that it requires the same time, attention, understanding, and effort as our physical well-being. Clinical psychologist Dr. Monica Vermani specializes in treating trauma, stress, and mood and anxiety disorders. She's also a well-known speaker, author, and mental health advocate, and the founder of Start Living Corporate Wellness. Today we'll be talking about breaking the cycles of negative thinking that lead to fear and self-doubt, and how we can live our best lives both personally and professionally. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Vamani. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much for having me. So let's jump right in, because we have a lot to talk about over the next 30 minutes or so. Maybe we could begin with your definition of mental health and how it impacts our overall health and well-being. So mental health overall encompasses every aspect of our life our psychological, our emotional, and our physical well-being, as well as our social well-being. So it's every aspect of our lives, and many times we don't realize mental health impacts our physical health. So many times we go to our doctors and we complain about physical ailments, but many times they are stemming from psychological issues that cause and manifest in physical ways. All problems in your life manifest in three distinct ways, through physical or physiological symptoms, negative thoughts, and negative behaviors in your lives. And so many times we go to our doctors without actually realizing our physical symptoms have a psychological health or mental health component to it. And just sort of thinking about, you know, in the rubric of mental health, we all often also hear buzzwords thrown around like, like wellness. And so sort of thinking through that lens, you know, how would you explain the, the concept of wellness? So wellness today is a big buzzword. If you notice, like mental health and wellness has been put together a lot. When it comes down to wellness, today marketing agencies, you know, put a yoga retreat, put, you know, one of those yoga mats or other products to it. But the truth is wellness is about balancing your stress levels. In my definition, wellness is about you conquering your stress levels. And stress is when your activity level surpasses your energy level. And so you have a tendency to realize that you have physical activity going on, but you also have mental activity going on from morning to night. And so again, stress is when your activity level surpasses your energy levels. So you have two options to do in life. Either you bring down activity levels, but you guys can't quit your jobs and can't stop school. You have to work. You have to do things. You got your daily you know, bread to cover as well as responsibilities. So the next option is bringing up energy levels. To me, wellness is about bringing up those energy levels. There's four sources of energy in life. And the first one is food. All day long, all night long, I should say, you're fasting. And so when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you need to do is fuel your body from a time of fasting. And food and nourishment has a lot to do with mental health. 
food and mood have a relationship. When you're not feeling great, what do you do? You grab food for insulin level, sugar's up. You grab a coffee, you grab a chocolate bar. But recognizing food is a first source of energy that lifts our stress levels by grounding us. The types of food you eat, how regularly you eat. So noticing our food is a big intake. Second level of uh, source of in, uh, energy is sleep. And many of us don't often get enough sleep. I remember an acupuncturist once saying to me, uh, a healthy day is eight hours work, eight hours play, eight hours sleep. Very few of us live a balanced life that way. But when it comes down to sleep, your quality of sleep is quite critical. Morning to night, the wear and tear all of your body goes through is repaired during our REM sleep, our deep sleep at night. And so sleep, the quality of sleep, if you're getting enough of it, as well as looking at your lifestyle. Am I making my quality of sleep in environments that I can actually rest properly? The third one is exercise and breathing. Again, when you're born, you're born belly breath. Nice, relaxed, we look at babies, we admire them for that. But as we grow and we start adding in more activity levels of responsibilities and we grow in our roles out there, we have a tendency to start doing short and shallow breaths versus a deep breath. And so exercise and breathing, the reason why exercise feels great is you're getting enough breath to calm your nervous system down, to calm your muscles down. And the fourth one is, and I put exercise and meditation or an exercise and breathing, because breath is the fastest way to ground you when you're feeling stressed. And then the fourth one is a calm state of mind. Dealing with things that cause you nervousness, stress, anxiety, worry. Are you dealing with the things that oftentimes you worry about? Problematic marriages or relationships, workplace stresses, toxic environments, toxic friends, setting boundaries, learning to take care of yourself, or changing the aspects of your life you don't feel proud of. And so those four sources of energy oftentimes bring us up to a level of wellness. And so wellness to me is about us managing those four sources of energy in a balanced way so that we can weave in health in our day-to-day -day life and live each day as if it's our last. So we want to think about these, these uh, wellness through these four sources. Um, and, and certainly, you know, I, I think everyone would agree that, uh, that all of those are important. But sort of, I guess just sort of following up on that, what, what can people do to sort of implement, I guess, uh, a change in their lifestyle or multiple changes in their lifestyle potentially uh, so that they can start to, to, to work towards, you know, having balance in these sort of four sources? So we all, when we're stressed out, have a fight, flight, or freeze response. And freeze sometimes is a mental freeze where we have a tendency to, like, not know what to do. And we just stay in automatic pilot, like the hamster on the wheel, go, 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 go. All of this is unhealthy for our mental health. It's important for us to start pausing and reflecting. Many of us, I love this quote, being well-adjusted to a sick society is unhealthy. Being well-adjusted to a sick society is unhealthy. And most of us raise our children and raise ourselves to try to be well-adjusted to a sick society. And when I'm saying a sick society, food's off course, sleep's off course, exercise and breathing we don't have time for and then a calm state of mind we don't have because we don't have time to address the concerns or have the resources to learn tools that make us better human beings, not only for ourselves, but for others. And so, you know, a lot of us need to learn to pause and reflect in our lives, to really look at the quality of our lives. I literally feel like you're born alone, you take your first breath in the world alone, and you take your last breath out alone. 
the journey is an individual journey amongst the collective. We're all learning from one another. Do we pause and reflect to learn enough to be better for ourselves? Because don't give from your well, give from your overflow. Meaning, don't give from a place of depletion. And we're raised in a society that keeps giving, giving, giving without pausing and reflecting to look at, am I replenishing the resources? When you're in an unhealthy place, when you're in pain, you spill over onto others. But when you're in health, there's also a ripple effect that benefits not only your inner circle, the world around you. And so it's important for each and every one of us to pause and reflect first and more. The first step to treatment is awareness. Today's podcast is about awareness and your life should be about awareness. Where can I fine tune to be a higher, better version of myself? And that's about mental health. Can you prioritize yourself so that you're not giving from an empty well, but from an overflow? As you care for you, you're 20 times better for others. I think that vision of a hamster wheel or a vicious circle, if you will, and sort of once you get into a rut, you know, it can initially be, be, be hard to get out of it. And I think, you know, positive thinking and, and, and having positive thoughts is, is an important part of that. And so maybe you could talk a little bit more about, you know, why our thoughts matter and, and, and how they can get in the way of our success at work, for instance, as a real estate professional, if we're not sort of thinking down the right track versus another. I think we all can agree thoughts are powerful things. My TED talk that's recently coming out soon is all about thoughts and the power of thoughts. But everything that's ever been created in life or manifested started with a thought. Your lifestyle, day to day, there's a thought that fuels it. It's important for us to realize how powerful our thoughts are, our insecurities, our motivations, our drives. Our unhealthy thoughts, negative thoughts about you, your world, your capabilities. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not capable. I can't manage this. People don't like me. It's amazing how we grow from such an innocent, beautiful age as children and to just attach ourselves to negative thoughts all day long throughout the course of our lives. What do I do as a professional, as a psychologist every day? I help you remove the thoughts that hold you back from being your highest and best version of yourselves. It is important for each of us to recognize your thoughts lead to your moods and physical symptoms and then lead to maladaptive behaviors that keep you stuck in patterns, that keep you feeling unworthy, unlovable, unaccomplished, uh, not good enough. And so many times our thoughts are powerful things, but we need to make time to explore them, pause and reflect, to look at the quality of what goes on in my head when I'm in silence. Many of us, again, don't live in a lot of silence because of that activity thing. We're always so busy, that hamster on the wheel, as you just mentioned, that we don't oftentimes give ourselves a chance to pause and reflect, to look at what is the quality of my thoughts. And when I'm in alone, are what's coming up for me positive or what's coming up for me things that hold me back from feeling good about myself or changing my life for a healthier life? I think, I think that's a really important point and just sort of thinking about again, um, you know, the notion of awareness. So we're doing this podcast today, we're talking about mental health, we're talking about wellness, we're talking about, um, you know, how you can kind of uh, change course. Uh, and I think, you know, awareness is obviously important, but I think a lot of people also require some, some direction in terms of how do, you, how do you get on the right course and, and, and what are the steps to, to, to staying on course when you're thinking about, you know, shifting from the, the negative uh, thought side of things to the positive thought side. Yeah. So first and foremost, pause and reflect. Take some time every day to just connect with you. It is your life after all. A higher, better version of yourself starts with you pausing 
to notice what comes up for you. What is unfinished business? Like I mentioned earlier, we were born as innocent, pure, amazing beings that just saw beauty in ourselves. Then how did we start attaching, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not capable. How do we start attaching these negative thoughts? They're narratives we hold on to and we reinforce on a day-to-day basis because we don't challenge them. And so, you know, taking a moment, the first step to treatment is awareness. Have awareness of your patterns, have awareness of your insecurities, have awareness of the impacts of your traumas, your upbringing, your dysfunctions, your problematic relationships that you have personalized, that you've taken inside to think that you are the damages in your life or the failures. There are no failures. Life is a series of experiences. We as human beings have a tendency to judge our experiences as either positive or negative. Judgment is a thought. Pure and simple, thoughts are powerful things. Your judgments hold you back. Ask yourself, where do I get these judgments about myself and learn to neutralize them? But the first step is awareness. Sometimes we can do things on our own, self-help, but many of us have to go outside of ourselves. Remember what I said earlier, you're born into an individual journey, but amongst a collective. You don't have to do it alone. We're all learning from each other, healing from each other, and growing from each other. Learn to reach out. We can do the best we can with what we know, and you know more from other people. Learn to reach out to resources and people that can help your mental health and your wellness, and figure out what's the obstacles that hold me back from changing. We're creatures of habit, but change is possible. After all, it's just a thought that you need to replace one thought with the other. And many times we don't have the courage to do it because thoughts get emotionally sticky. Any thoughts that come with an emotional background from hurts, dysfunctional childhoods, traumas, they feel hard to let go of. They feel like a new reality. But many of us have to realize that life is just about change. And change sometimes is powerful when you can replace one thought with the other. Now, there's an ebb and flow to this, too, isn't there? Like, you know, thinking of our, our membership at, at, at Treb, you know, realtors will have days that are, are stressful and busy, and there's, oh, yeah. you know, lots of competing interests sort of pulling at their, at their, at their time. There's other days where things will be a little bit more uh, relaxed or, or, or laid back. But unfortunately, you know, there, there are going to be those situations where, you know, we find ourselves, we feel overwhelmed, you know, both professionally or personally or maybe even both. And, and so what can we do to sort of, I guess, recognize and then also sort of navigate through these tough situations and and recognize, I guess, as they start to unfold. So in real estate, I have a lot of compassion for all of you because it's not an easy profession. It does ebb and flow, but more than that, it comes with a lot of anticipatory anxiety. You know, we all like control. And what do we want control for? So that we can actually know that we'll get to that desired result. And so anxiety comes with a fear of the unknown, fear of our capabilities, not feeling good enough, not feeling capable. Anxiety is plagued in the real estate world. Not only your own anxiety as a provider, but the anxiety of the clients you deal with. And so it is more important for you to maintain a calm state of mind and a wellness state in order to not only manage your level of groundedness, but the groundedness of your clients. And so, you know, when it comes to tools, first and foremost, you need to learn how to ground yourself before you can ground another. Each and every one of us just need to go inwards. As you ground yourself, you'll be able to ground your situations. And again, it's not about controlling life. I think the biggest thing that you guys need to do 
is realize that life is a series of experiences, good or bad, bring it on. Life only gives me what I can handle. Meaning feeling capable to handle whatever shows up. The anxiety and the high stress comes feeling comes from feeling incapable. And so replacing again that fear that comes with uncertainty with faith in your skill set, grounding yourself in your faith and recognizing what are obstacles to my own self-esteem and self-worth and managing my anxiety levels or my stress levels. Now obviously you know we're spending a short period of time here in this in this podcast putting together a lot of you know key information and then you you also have your presentation at at the Realtor Quest show uh, this year as well but you've also put a lot of this information into your into your book uh, a deeper wellness and I, I I'm just thinking maybe you could give people a, a sense in terms of you know what they'll find in in their book and and how it expands upon both what we're talking about here today uh, but also what you go through in your uh, in your seminars or courses as well. So as a psychologist, I've had a, a varied background working with just mood, anxiety, stress, and traumas. I have a correctional background. I've worked with mood and anxiety disorders. I've worked with 9-11 responders. There's lots of work with these populations of mood, anxiety, stress, and trauma. During the pandemic, things got heightened, and I've had a lot of people and companies coming up to me asking for a greater wellness. So corporate wellness is one way I offer it. And this book was my way to give back to society and give back to people who can't get in to resources. It works for any age bracket. The material applies to working through guilt, setting boundaries, learning how to work through mood, anxiety, stress, trauma. And we all have levels of trauma, regardless of who you are. Sometimes we all have to realize that we're all perfect and a work in progress. This book is about wherever you're at, learning to just take a pause and reflect and notice things that you could work through that just makes you a higher, better version of yourself. That's great. And just sort of thinking about it again, I mean, we, we only have so much time, a finite amount of time when we do these types of, of podcasts and what have you. But you're, you're speaking later at, at Realtor Quest 2023. Um, you know, what additional information and, and concepts will you be covering in, in, in your talk? I will be speaking about resilience. I'll be speaking about how to understand symptoms, recognize it, as well as how to start treating it. I'll also give a little meditation that grounds you right on the spot to teach you how to manage anxiety levels when they get high, as well as maybe even work with your clients to do the same thing. And um, there will be a handout through a URL that I'll be providing at the end of the talk that will be covering all the material as well as the meditation that I'm providing will be recorded and on that URL as well. So lots of tools. And if you go to my website, drmonicavermani.com, Tons of articles, tons of resources, the books out there, and um, you can always reach out if you have more questions. Just sort of thinking about maybe one one final question, and, mm-hmm. and, and thinking about you know through the lens of of realtors and real estate professionals that are dealing with a lot of different situations and clients and what have you. Is there anything we've left out today that uh, you know you think would be important to to add? And and, and certainly you know if it, if it comes back circles back to your book or your talk or what have you. I'm going to say deeper wellness is really about you understanding. Don't give from your well, give from your overflow. Many of us don't understand that we keep working from a place of depletion. And so it's important for you to work on your reserves, work on your resources. As you are better to yourself, you are 20 times better to your clients, to your family members, to society as a whole. We want a better world out there, start with you. Learn to really understand individual wellness. It's not selfish, it's called self-care. 
Well, I think it's probably a fantastic note to, to end off on. Uh, thank, you. thank you to our guest, Dr. Monica Vermani, for this fascinating discussion on mental health. You've really helped us understand our negative thoughts and how to break those cycles uh, that lead to fear and self-doubt. Um, so definitely, I think it's, it's, it's very worthwhile for people to check out your book, A Deeper Wellness, and certainly check out your sessions uh, at the Realtor Quest 2023 conference. So thank you again for, for taking part. Thank you. Thank you all. That's it for us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media and visit our website, treb.ca. That's T-R-R-E-B to find market insights and more. This has been another episode of Ready to Real Estate. Thanks for tuning in.
somebody 